Ladies and gentlemen, stand cheer for the Bulldog Fans Podcast. Here's your hosts, Matt and Scott, on their way down the tunnel at ANZ Stadium, on their way to the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Go up as one for Matt and Scott, the NRL Bulldogs Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Bulldogs Fans Podcast. It's an exciting time of the year. Round one is around the corner. The trials are done. It's no longer pre-season anymore. It's footy seasons here. I'm Scott. I'm joined by Matt. How are you, mate? Good. Only a few more sleeps now and the Bulldogs are back out on the field. How good is that? How good? We don't have to wait too long. The Friday 6pm. So we get a, uh, a mouth-watering contest, I believe, anyway, up front on Thursday. And then we're, we're next cap off the rink. So we're not playing the yeah, Sunday so game. For those fans that maybe don't follow the sport as closely as some of the other fans, I get to have a look at the new rules on Thursday night. And then it's serious time, Friday, 6 p.m. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the entire season. But anyway, let's actually talk about we did play a trial game this year, just the one, which was actually originally scheduled for Papua New Guinea against the Sharks, but obviously yeah. moved to Cogra uh, because of obviously the what's happening around the world globally at the moment. The Bulldogs braved out a 16-12 win. Uh, they had to come from behind... It was a gutsy effort, uh, a lot of defending defense in the first half. Uh, I was actually at the game and actually sat next to the new CEO, Aaron Warburton. There you go. Did you have a yeah. chat? Are, are we just a very nice, how are you going? Good things. And then a lot of uh, thanks for supporting the boys and then constantly walking past us at halftime to go buy some drinks and stuff. Uh, very lovely guy. He actually popped around multiple parts of the stadium before the game started while the New South Cup match was on. And started yeah. uh, just shaking some hands, some waves over here, some thank you for coming to the game. I don't know what the crowd attendance was. It might have been about two or 3,000, but I'm going to say at least 85% were in the blue and whites. It yeah, was enormous. The commentator for that trial game, Mr. Dan, I can't pronounce Polynesian names, Grenade, um, was actually saying that there was a lot of Bulldogs fans in the crowd. It was actually... It's gone a bit off topic, but I was actually a bit embarrassed by the way he was pronouncing some of those Polynesian names. Very disrespectful for a professional commentator, I thought. But, um, yeah. Well, we're not going to run through the game like we would normally run through an NRL match because it's just a trial Yeah, it's, at the yeah. end of the day. I mean, you can take so much out of a trial. You can take so much out of a win. Like Trent Barrett said, after the game, winning becomes a habit. And, you know, sometimes when those preseason games for the younger players are really good. But I thought we could potentially, you know, highlights. I wanted to highlight the character of the, the team. They, I feel like they defended for an age in the first half to only crack only a couple times. Mm. But then to actually come back. So the character I wanted to judge of the whole squad. And then I want to highlight some of the younger boys like Brad Dietz. Mm. Or, or an experience, I should say, not um, and highlight some of the players like uh, Dean Britt and Joe Stimson who played for the Mounties that day and played big minutes and then able to come on. I know it's not unusual for a trial for that to happen. Yeah, a lot but, of clubs were doing that, especially with the early with only one trial this year. Yeah, of a shorter preseason. Uh, I thought, yeah, the defense was good. Um, it was good to see him come back from a twelve point deficit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my criticisms at halftime were though that. All the kicking was being done. I think apart from one kick, all the kicks were going for Kyle Flanagan, mm-hmm. which made him a target. Uh, so they fixed that yep, up straight away agreed. in the second half and almost set up a try off the first set just because the Sharks weren't expecting a wake-up kick to the middle. Um, 
so we need to fix that up. Hopefully, Jake Avarillo back in uh, 5-8 for round one. He can take some pressure off Kyle Flanagan as well. Uh, it's good to see Flanagan play both sides of the ball. And yes. um, he, he went for that kick to the right-hand corner a few too many times for my liking in the first half. Mm, yes. I actually, I wanted to actually add to a, no, a new recruit, Jack Heverington. I don't know if he knows what a trial game is or a competition. Like, you know what I mean? He played at, at 100 miles a minute. He was ruthless, aggressive. It was awesome to see. And we're to have, like, it's pretty cool to see smaller crowds in the sense of when you get to watch a trial game to actually listen to what's actually happening out on the, the park. The contact when he actually ran the ball or he was involved in the tackle was enormous. It was echoing around the stands uh, and everything like that. So he, I don't know if he knows the difference between a trial and a competition game or everything's a competition to him. He's a competitor through and through. And I thought he really excited me on the on that trial game. Yeah, absolutely. He was good. Nick Cottrick was good too. Yes, playing yes. at centre but dropping back for the kicks, which is something yes. I mentioned on the podcast at the end of last year. Yes, you um, did. And I actually wrote that down, that Nick Cottrick actually was returning some of the kicks, especially the ones further back and Nick Minnie shifting into the centre. And I watched him a bit. And then they would slowly return back to their positions. But you were spot yeah. on. Kotrick on the on the wing on tackle four or five would be the one who runs back. Kind of yeah, reminds me so of the Jamal Idris def- and defense, Hazard. Defense on the wing and attack in the centers. Yeah. Pretty much, more or less. Yeah. yeah. It kind of reminds me of the Jamal Idris when he first burst into the Bulldogs in 2009 and Hazard mm-hmm. about to leave the club. A lot of the times Jamal would drop back, especially for the big kick returns yep. and or return kick- the ball back. Yeah, just a few others. Katoa was fairly solid. Um, yeah, agreed. Nick Meany did good with a few touches that he got. Uh, the only one to play 80 minutes, by the way. Corey Allen as well, for a new recruit, was mm-hmm. uh, solid as well in his performance. Yeah, Nick Meany, the only one to stay on the field the whole game. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it'd be a bit of a thing. Uh, we'll move on. Um, been a, an eventful uh, off, well, preseason for the Bulldogs. They've signed some new sponsors. I'm in the right joints as the short sponsors for the club for this season. And uh, On Solar joins the Bulldogs as sleeve sponsors for two seasons. Uh, so a bit of sponsorship. The jersey's now full. We've got major sponsors, sleeve sponsors, back shorts. We have them all. Everyone's joining the club right now before the season. It's enormous, enormous effort. I said it last year when they Laundy Hotel joined the uh, the Bulldogs. Yep. The sign up at this time, it is a it seems like in Australia we're in a position of COVID recovery is still an enormous to get uh sponsors to join the club. It is still a risky time. Um so it's awesome that they've sold out the, pretty much the jersey. But also reports have also suggested they've sold all seventeen game day sponsors, as in the individual player sponsors for the season at an average pop. Again, this is just a report about $25,000 a position. Yeah. Which is huge money. Yeah, I think it's about half a million dollars when you tally it all up for the team. Yeah. So that's that's pretty good. Uh, it's great to see that all the spots of the jersey and everything else is now full. So we'll run out with uh, a full sponsorship team yet again. And considering where we're coming from with uh, what happened in the last couple of off seasons, uh, tremendous achievement uh, for the club, and I think uh, great uh, congratulations need to go to not only the people that are there now, but the people that were 
there last year and particularly towards the end of last season as well, who may mm. no longer be there. So good work to all those people. Exactly. I just want to put it in perspective for a little bit. For those who are um, following the game, I did see a couple of years ago the Sharks were selling player sponsors on game day just before the season started. And they said you they were looking about $10,000 a player. On average, yeah. I know each player again. It just depends on the the position. Who's going to score? Like the wingers and you know fullback, the outside backs, the goal kicker. Enormous numbers because they're constantly on the big screen. Yeah, With, well, um, and then the captain. That comparison is not all that surprising to me. The dogs are a much bigger club than Cronulla. Oh, I was, so yeah, yeah. I just was just trying to show people like that, like teams like that. Ten thousand dollars, fifteen thousand dollars is a good. Uh, number but $25,000 for us just enormous enormous effort uh the junior reps their season's well and in, well into gear uh the bulldogs in the sg we'll start with the sg ball have played five games one for one four of those five oh sorry they've only played the four games because they're meant to play five sorry with one no result at the moment so sorry about that uh they currently sit in the third position I mean, I would love to hope if they had that other win, eh? That might have been coming first. Uh, Harold's Matt's not a good season for the club. They're sitting in 14th. They played five and yet to uh, trouble the scorers on that one. <laughs> uh, the Harvey Norman, Tasha Gale. The Bulldogs are currently in ninth, which is last position. Uh, mm-hmm. Laurie Daly Cup, for those who are unaware, the Northern Tigers or linked with the uh, with the Bulldogs, a part of the North, North, North Coast, Coast Rugby League, League partnership D- with the Bulldogs. Yeah. They've played five. They've won three. They're coming in fourth. Uh, North Coast Bulldogs have played four, one, two, and they're just sitting just behind them and fifth on the ladder. Uh, Andrew John's Cup. Uh, the Bulldogs... The Let's Bulldogs not get a first ever call-in to <laughs> <Yeah>. the podcast. <laughs> They've came through uh, the Andrew Johns Cup. The Bulldogs are currently sitting in fourth. They've played four and won three. Uh, and the Northern Tigers have played five and won zero. And they're currently sitting in last spot. So uh, that's just a bit of a junior rep update. Like we said, we're more than just, we're fans of the entire club from top to bottom to reserves and everything yeah. like that. And those um, seasons are starting to come into the interesting part too because I believe the Laurie Daly and Andrew John's Cups are five or six rounds each. Yes, So they'll be heading into the finals. And uh, the Harold's Matthews and SG Ball, I believe, have got nine rounds before the finals. Yeah. So they've yep. got a little bit longer to go towards the finals. They're about halfway through their regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, getting interesting in all five competitions there, maybe yeah. with the exception of the Tasha Gale for Bulldogs fans. Yeah, and right. also uh, so the, the H-Mats there, unfortunately. I mean, a couple of wins. Let's go to finish off the season with um, a bit of pride. String a few together with a smaller competition. You never know what can happen, I guess. You can always jag something. I can always upset some of the top teams and always catch a top team napping, especially in those competitions. It is, but it's also... Because it's a shorter season than what we compared to in most other competitions, zero and five in a nine-week competition, you're gone. <laughs> so I'm, I'm ready to ride off the H-Mats and Tasha Gale have never quite been strong at at all. No, yeah, I agree. They're out, but let's finish with some pride. Let's get some wins. We'll win let's, the SG ball. Um, yeah, <laughs> awesome. I would love that. <laughs> um, so what's happening next with those? 
Um, at the moment, uh, the New South Wales Cup season, which is the knock-on effect New South Wales Cup, is uh, starting this week with the jersey flag. With that, as the Mounties are playing, they're going to play before the NRL game on Friday. They're going to kick off at 3.45pm. A host of talented NRL players are dropping back for that, like the likes of uh, Joe Stimson, Dean Britt, Matt Dury, Lachlan Lewis, uh, Tui Katoa. Plenty of them there. A lot of them actually played the re, um, the trial game with the, uh, with the Mounties before moving to the Bulldogs. Uh, then in Jersey Flag, they take the trip down to Melbourne uh, to play the Thunderbolts on Saturday, uh, which is one thing which is exciting. I would love to play uh, in Melbourne early on in the season, to be honest. <laughs> so it would be a good road trip. The SG Ball and HMATs are up to round six, and they both have a bye. So the H match will trouble the scorers this week <laughs> at some points. Uh, like you said, they're in the finals. I couldn't get any updated fixtures for the Laurie Dalian Cup or Andrew John's Cup just yet. Um, so when I do get one, we'll update you guys in the podcast in the next episode with what's happening with those teams it's in there. interesting in the Lisa Wells Cup side, uh, Jackson Topart has been named a hooker. Yeah, so he played hooker for the Mounties in the trial. And that was actually one thing I was just watching, because yeah. he's a very talented back rower. Yeah, and he well, that's in... where he played for the uh, the Maldi All Stars, wasn't it? Yes, and he's mm. a talent. He's enormous. He's talented, uh, which was interesting. I didn't see anything to impress me at hooker. <laughs> he's like, as in, it's not his position. His passes were fine, but when I saw him in the mount, he looked like a threat on the edge. Oh, not mount. Sorry, in the Mary All Star game. Looked like a threat on the edge. Now, because of, I suppose, the talent in the club, the back row depth, to having people like Joe Stimson play reserve grade and Dean Britt and everything like that, it is... And Matt Dury, he's had to mm. find a spot in hooker. And then having Jerry well, Marshall King, who's not playing, yeah. has seen a debut on... He's got injured, and Bradley Dietz, who's probably earmarked to play there, has now making his NRL debut. Yeah, so it's an interesting one. I mean, it was a trial. His passes were fine. I just, I feel like there was more danger to his game when he's on an edge. And I thought that was lost. Yep. In he's the... probably the best passing second roller in that reserve grade team this week. That's probably mm. the reason. Anyway, move. I just want to say interesting, for the uh, Mounties New South Cup game, we saw Joe Stimson line up at prop and Dean Britt line up at lock. And they've gone for the swap this week. I don't know if that was just because of jersey sizes or whatever. Well, but... I suppose if you're going to be playing a uh, lock forward as a as a third prop in the um, in the mod with the new rules and the modern game at the moment, I think you're you got to go with three smaller props mm. yeah, yeah, rather, yeah. rather than three massive props. If you got a ball playing person at lock, you could probably get away with one or two bigger bodies in the mm. traditional front row positions. But that's probably that. I must say he did impress Joe Stimson with his runs in the cup game. So he might be something interesting to look at in the NRL if we do have an injury or two. He might actually be one of those uh, props when we're talking about like Raymond Fatale and Mariner or something like that. He might be that man if an injury comes through that he might be that person who jags the bench spot and uh, plays a little bit of prop and plays in the middle of the middle. Well, going back out. to Topine, showing he could play a bit of hooker may actually earn him an NRL debut that... Uh, Utility spot on the bench, perhaps. Yeah, 
he's on the development list has to wait a little bit, but yeah, he could be. Especially if a Katawa transforms into like a sixty minute hooker or something. Mm. I only have him on, on the field at hooker for twenty minutes. Who knows? All right, what's up next, Scotty? So now this is what we've been waiting for. Round one, Team List Tuesday's come and gone. The players have been announced. We're versing the Knights. We usually do a bit of a, a preview of the game. It's one of the hardest ones to actually do because it is round one. Yeah. We can only <laughs> use trial form or late last year form, but the teams have changed. Uh, players are out and new new faces are into the clubs on both sides. Uh, we, we might run through the actual Bulldogs team list. Um, then... We did an earlier episode, I think it was Australia Day, where we announced our team, what it would look like, and see how mm-hmm. close we both got. Uh, so Trent Barrett went this way. He had Corey Allen lining up at fullback. The wingers are Nick Meany and Dallin Watelli Zalesniak. The centers are Will Hopawadi and Nick Kotrick. 5H Jake Avarillo. Halfbacks Kyle Flanagan. The props are Ogden and Heverington. At hookers, Katoa. The second row is Elliot and Waddell. At lock mm-hmm. is Jackson. On the bench, making his debut, Bradley Dietz, Renner for Tony, Raymond for Talon Mariner, and Dylan Napa at the 17. And on the reserve list is Tui Katoa, Chris Smith, Brandon Brandon Wakeham, and Ava CMN and Fengai. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think we did a 21. We only did a 17, but we can now compare and see how we went. So, Corey Allen at fullback. We both had him at fullback, didn't we? Yeah. So there we go, tick there. <laughs> so the wiggers are Mini and Watelli Zalesia. I wanted my first cross. Oh, yeah. I had Mini and uh, Tweaker Tom. <laughs> so, okay, I've, I've got another couple of ticks in there. Uh, centers are Kotrick and Hopawati. That's uh, five from five for me. I got Kotrick and Watelli Zalesia. Some <laughs> three from five. Down to three. All right, Avarillo and Flanagan in the halves. So seven from seven. Yeah, tick, tick for me. Uh, this is where it gets a bit interesting because we named our best actual squad, not with the injuries, but... Um, the I named for- both. <laughs> prop forwards are Ogden and Heverington. Um, I've got Heverington there uh, and Luke Thompson, who's out suspended. So I've gone with Ogden and Atoni to start the season, but I had Thompson starting if he was fit. Yep. Uh, hooker, uh, Sierra Katoa is the man. I went Jeremy Marshall King, which I still think probably would have started if it wasn't for the injury. I went Katoa. <laughs> there we go. So this is where it tricked me up a bit. Uh, Adam Elliott, Corey Waddell were named in the second row. Uh, so that's two crosses for me. I got and the Josh, one tick. And Josh Jackson was a lock. I got the same three players. I just got Elliott and Jackson swap. If I swapped them around, I'd be right. I had two out of the three players there. Now, the bench is going to get a little bit messy. Um, the four players that were actually laid were Dietz, Atone, Fatala Mariner, and Napa. Uh, so I've got Napa. <laughs> I, <laughs> bench, that's it. Yeah, that's I've only got Raymond Fatala Mariner. There we go. All right. So yeah. I, I think we're pretty close, though, overall. And when I saw the team actually get named... Um, I actually was really excited. I thought, um, you know, this this is the type of um, team that I really wanted to see and got really excited about it. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice if we knew that Bradley Dietz, I know he's not on the top grade uh, contract, he's not in the top 30 just as yet, and he's mm-hmm. been able to get a special exemption to play this one. 
Um, would have been nice to know that he was actually at the club at the time we did these team. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I, I knew he was playing for the reserve grade squad this this year, but um, yeah, obviously he made a big approach to the trial and it's been an injury to Marshall King, so an opportunity has opened up and he gets a shot. But look, he didn't play for Mounties. Yeah, but he played for North Sydney. He's played Sydney. No, 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 I know he's played for North Sydney. I mean, he missed the trial for Mounties to play the yeah. NRL, yeah, which was, was surprising. That was because he didn't... no Marshall King. Yeah, I know, but he he played limited yeah. minutes on the trial, so I thought he might have tried to play like you know twenty minutes yeah. well, in the trial that's... before just to get some K's under the legs. That's the other point about the trial. I actually think the players, the first, the starting third, they played longer minutes than I meant to. Mm. I think. Barrett left him out there because he wanted to see a little bit more after that first half. So I yeah. think that may have limited uh, some minutes for the other boys in the in the back half of the second half. But look, I'm really excited by this team. I can't really fault it, to be honest. It's really exciting. I can't wait to see them play. I'm really excited to see how Avarillo and Flanagan go together. By all mm-hmm. reports, their combinations come along really well, so that'll be good to test it in the game. Uh, and we're playing for points, so yeah, it yeah. changes everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's... I was very happy with the side... Uh, named. Uh, it was an exciting team list. I agree. You can't really fault anyone there. I actually like the fact they've actually pushed Dylan Harper back to the bench. Um, I think that might be a bit of, you know, after 25, 20 minutes or so, give yeah, him a bit I, of a I smack of ground. I think it's going to boost his performance for sure. Yeah, and I think it's going to limit. Like, we face it, I, the only thing I look at this squad at the moment, I think we're missing a player who can play in the middle for 60, 70, or even 80 minutes if injuries happen. Mm. Of course, we've... Aiden Tolman's departed the club, and that was Kuiper, a prop that could do those long minutes, play 80 straight if required, or play those big minutes and rotate the other forwards, and he became really important when you can rotate the other ones and make bigger impact on the game. Well, I'll be interested to see how that rotation happens, particularly around just before and just after half time. I could actually see teams replacing a prop forward with a second rower just mm. before half time and just before the start of the second half yeah um, just to remove a bigger man and have a like more mobile defensive unit out there yeah it'd be interesting to see well it looks like Ram Fatalamana is there to play either in the middle I'd be interested to see like you know if Fatalamana comes on for like an Elliot or Waddell yeah and then moves Jackson or something into the like you know second row for a couple of minutes, and then having Waddell be, or Elliot come back on. I wouldn't Josh be Jackson. surprised to see Josh Jackson or Adam Elliott at times have still to the inverted commas the front row position. Mm, yeah, I think that position may change. Yeah, it's, I think it's a good side. I mean, Newcastle named their side. Uh, they're missing they're missing Kalen Ponga, which is a huge loss for the Newcastle Knights. Um, yeah, look, I'm not that impressed by their side, to be honest. I was going to say, yeah, it looks a bit weak. Like, Tex Hoy's the fullback. He's a bit fresh. Toa, Stafford Toa on the wig. He's a, a bit of a fresh player as well. Uh, Shivasharki, he's all right on the on the other wing. Uh, and Rani Tuala from uh, formerly the Cowboys. Yep. Uh, you know, he's solid, but like, you know, nothing... Superstarish. Bradman Best is, is going to be a star. We all know that. Haas oh. pairing of Kurt Mann and Mitchell Pierce with the stuff going on in Mitchell Pierce's life. Um, who knows what he's going to pr- 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 up forward. Forward pack of Clemmer and Saifiti. Uh, Clemmer could go missing, I reckon. Uh, 
Brayley's Jaden Brayley's the hooker for sale. Barnett second rowers and Connor Watson at lock. Bench Sue Jacob Safini, Josh King and Brody Jones. Now there's a couple of good players in there, but mate, I almost go as far to say that we should win. We should mm. be the favourites. I think we should be the favourites too. Like I, I think when you look at the size and you compare our outside backs, I think it's the first time in a while where our outside backs look classier, uh, more ex- they're more experienced or played bigger ma- moments. Like adding Corey Allen playing Origin and finals matches with South Sydney yeah. Rabbitohs. Uh, Nick Meany's been around for a while. He's just a real goer. Good speed on the wing. Um, and Kotrick. Kotrick adds class on an international level. State Played for his state. And some good finals match experience with the Canberra Raiders. Uh, just adding Corey Allen and uh, Kotrick into our back line mm. makes us look good. And then I think our yeah. halves pairing is much stronger. Absolutely. And Dallin's going to have a much better year this year, I reckon. I reckon yeah. he's, he's prime. I do like I do like Newcastle playing the former Bulldog Suwaso Sue on the interchange bench. I think he he's a real uh, he's a a good player. He mm. does his job, doesn't mess around. You can remember that chase against Nickel Clockstad to really highlight his time at the Bulldogs, where he chased down a fullback. That's the type of player Suwaso Sue's going to be. I actually feel uh, he might be one of our biggest threats in the middle. You know, not going away and <laughs> just keeps plugging. Like I said, Clemmer. Uh, Tyson Frizzell is a superstar player. Came off a very probably a very poor Origin series for his standards. Um, so their forward pack is where they're probably a little bit better in my opinion, or a little bit more experienced. But then, like you said, Clemmer can go missing, and if he goes missing, we probably have the upper hand. Okay. Well, I think we that's as much as we can uh, preview. <laughs> round so you're one. saying the Bulldogs are winning round one? If you've got to put a tip, yeah, yeah, Bulldogs win. Okay, Bulldogs. I'm. Agreed with you. I think maybe that's s- our bias coming out. But look, looking at the two seventeens, I think we're in with a chance. No, yeah, I think we've. I think if we play tough, it wouldn't surprise me to be honest if we go if we start the game like ten nil down or something in the first like twenty five minutes. Yeah, but I can see real character. And Trent Barrett spoke about it in the trial and all his training. Yeah, it's been a lot about character. And we we'll be that side this year if we don't make the top eight. We'll be, I reckon, in my opinion, anyway, we'll be pushing. And we'll be fighting for every point. Like every point scored against us, you'll have to fight twice as hard. And it'll be that team that even when someone like the Storm or, you know, Raiders and stuff like that, those really classy sides who have no problem scoring points, I think they will struggle a little bit and just be annoyed. They can be quite annoyed. They might get the wins against us, but I think they'll be one of those games where they'd be very annoyed. They wouldn't go away. And so like, come on, just back down, let us <laughs> type of thing. So I reckon we're going to have strong character this year. That's my tip for the season ahead. Um, guess what's back this week? Or this old dog. Old dog is back. I've gone for one. It's you know how gone... I know? Wow. Because I was on the run sheet before the show. Yes. <laughs> but it's back because the season starts and you know my linking between clubs, players mm. and the clubs we're versing some sort of, it can even be an ex-player or a, maybe a highlighted event. But I've gone for like a really young old dog this year. Willie Mason. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking younger. <laughs> I'm talking younger than Willie Mason. Jamal Idris. No, no. All so right, anyway, shoot. he played 71 games for the Bulldogs, scoring 20 tries and 80 goals at a kick goal kicking accuracy at 78.43. Have we got? You know who I'm going with? <laughs> I've already embarrassed myself with two guesses. I'll go one more, but um, he's not that young, so I'm, I'm not too uh, confident. But Brent Crisp came to mind. 
Well, you're wrong. It's the Singleton's <laughs> finest. Someone who came through the Knights system and then came to the Bulldogs, Kieran Holland. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've gone with him. Uh, Old dog, was, mate. He's still, got yeah. the, he's still got the bruise on the backside when the door hit him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, I always, always saw him as a player that was really liked by his team teammates. Was good yeah. character. Uh, funny to watch. The highlighting moment, obviously, was his debut. kicking the goal and then saying it's always going over. He says how embarrassed he was. After yeah, that, after pretty him. cringe. Yeah, uh, he. Scored. I thought he always tried his best. And I thought most times, more times than not, he um he gave a very good account of himself. Yeah, uh, you can just see his popularity around the squad as well. Like he's one of those players that you know you love to have in the squad. He played some of the times he played at hooker. I don't think people actually rate this hooker off the interchange bench or playing on the bench. It's a t- tricky spot, but when he played hooker on the bench, he added something to the side and, uh, you know, some speed out of dummy half and all that, which was, um, I think, very mm. underrated and a very tricky thing to play when you've trained at center or wing in your time. Uh, another highlight for him, as he was leaving the club, he scored that really enor- enormous try against the Raiders where he put a couple of kicks in and scored when we took the lead at half time. Uh, a really good try. It was up there is one of the best tries of the season, actually. Uh, going from side to side, kicks everywhere, and Holland finishing it off and scoring a pretty good try. I just wanted to use him as the link between Newcastle and Canterbury. Uh, and he is actually technically an old dog. So he meets the criteria for it. So I thought I'd try to have a bit of a fun one to start the season. Fantastic. Well done. So... We're going to, just before we wrap up the show and show you our socials and all that, round one, I think if you listen to our show regularly, you'd know that Matt and I are massive footy fans. Uh, yeah, and thank you too, by the way. For what? Not you, the listeners for uh, listening oh. in regularly. Well, I do listen. <laughs> anyway. There's people oh. out there listening every every time we drop one. Thank you to you. No, do we know... <laughs> I thought it'd be a bit of fun. We're no experts. We're probably far from it. If I do put a bet on a game, rarely in between it, because I always tip, seems to tip, I tip the loser. Good way to make sure it doesn't happen, isn't it? Yeah. So (laughs) I think I just thought if you had like a couple of, we can have a bit of fun just to finish off the show. Don't have to be Bulldogs related. Just for the NRL season about to start. Do you have any wild or some like tips, even if it's two or three, could be about a player, could be about a club, could be about a coach being sacked yeah. or t- play, team finishing, whatever. I've got to stay away from negativity. I do have two. So how many do you have? I have a couple. I have three or four. But... <laughs> okay, so I'll just go with mine and we'll finish the show with yours and the socials. I've got Benji Marshall to go out a premiership winner. Okay. Got mine, so that's one. That's one of yours? Yeah, well, I had South win the, the grand final, so... And the Gold Coast Titans will finish six. Okay, so I had Gold Coast finishing in the eight. I didn't have a specific <laughs> thing. But my other one, I'll add, is the West Tigers will make the eight. This year they'll break their uh, drought. I was so, gonna have to... so with the West Tigers, um, which, which team is going to lose some points due to salary cap? Because obviously the Tigers will finish ninth. <laughs> I think the Roosters will get that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, but I've got a feeling that, I don't know. I mean, I watched their trial against uh, Manly, and I know Manly had a depleted side and anything like that. But you can only score against what you have. And I don't know, Luke Brooks looked his own. I know it's a trial, and 
Some teams lose by 50 in a trial and doesn't mean anything to their season at all. Um, but I've, I can throw another one at you before I do well, go back to the Tigers. Well, you do. Maybe, um, maybe it's not a salary cap. Maybe the Broncos improve to finish eighth but lose two points for having a 14th player on the field. <laughs> I got the. I don't have. We, the have, we haven't had a two point deduction for a 14th player on the field for a long time. <laughs> I think it's us. <laughs> um. So with this, I think the Tigers. Are, I think it's going to be their year to break the drought. I don't think they'll go far yeah. in the finals. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've just looked like a better side. I don't know. I think Luke Brooks is a better player when he's gets to lead the show. He knows his lane and stuff like that. He knows what he has to do. Yeah. It's all on him. When other players come in and have that aura about him, like Benji Marshall, I think, I think he takes a I step back. I think he's learned he hasn't got a lane. Play everywhere. Yeah, so I just mean like he just knows that yeah, it's know his job. Um, when people like Benji were in the club and all that, like even though Benji's an enormous player and I think he's going to go really well at South Sydney, I feel like Luke Brooks got a bit shy around those type of players. But now, you know, young Young spine, young everything. It's he's he's now the old the old one there. And my final tip for the season is uh, with the Manly Seagulls. I think they're going to win the spoon. I hope so. I think no. I just feel like they've got no genuine hooker. Yeah, they got a bad start too. Tom Tavoyevich hurting himself in the uh, the bathroom or the Manly Corso. We won't go into that. Um, they like got, got, no got problems at hooker. Kieran uh, Foran's back there, and he, he may have some more injury problems. So who knows? Um, I think they're, they're not going to have a great season, whether or not they get the spoon or not. Well, we'll I, see. I just look at other teams, and I've looked you know, in the 21-man squads and looking at some of the cup sides being announced this week. I'm seeing some relatively talented you know, players dropping back into reserve grade and being named on the extended bench as well. Mm-hmm. I look at Manly and think, ooh, there's a little bit of... They've got some in the outside backs, but I feel like if a half goes down or if a hooker goes down, they've got nothing anyway because they didn't have one to start with. But they, they were all right with the halves. Four and Cherry Evans, Cust and Croker. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like... I don't know if... Uh, I don't know. I just don't... I think Cust is okay. Uh, Cust is good. Uh, for Lua Blake now? I don't know about... Yeah, I just don't know. I feel like if an injury happens to Manly, right. like Javoyevic or the, both of them, it All can right. really derail their season. We've got to cut this short. Too much Manly talk. Yeah, so that's why we're going to last. But anyway, you get a, um, find us on Twitter at Bulldogs Fans NRL. Uh, we just hit over 200 followers, by the way which is enormous, assuming that our account got stolen in the off-season. Anyway, Instagram, you can find us at NRL Bulldogs underscore fans. We hit 600 this week as well, so it's a milestone for both our social media pages. Our Facebook, NRL Bulldogs fans podcast is just the Facebook name. Come over, like us, follow us. Uh, give us an email at nrlbulldogs.fans at gmail.com. That's where you can find us everywhere. If you want to hear something on the show, Follow us on the socials or get a uh, give us a tweet, whatever it is. Give us a message on one of those, an email. And uh, if you want to hear something or want your opinion to be shared, that's where you that's where you can have them shared. All right, thanks, guys.